And who are we? That's one secret. We'll always tell. You know you love us. XOXO. Gossip Guys. Gossip Guys here. Your one and only podcast delving into the scandalous lives of Manhattan's elite. And welcome to season two, episode 18 of Gossip Guys Max. Cobble Hill. A book by Cecily Von Ziegazar. That's right. Welcome to our one and only Vanessa Abrams book club meeting. That's right. She would totally choose Cobble Hill. Uh, and the only reason this entire episode is happening that Aaron and I read this book to kick off uh, 2021 is our very special guest here today. We have writer, social media, media maven extraordinaire, who wrote that this is the worst book she read in 2020. We have Maya Kossoff. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Upper East Side or to Cobble Hill, wherever the hell we are. <laughs> Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here in the um, neighborhood of Cobble Hill, Brooklyn, I think. <laughs> we think. We think. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, uh, I mean, I, I, it's like the David Lynch version of Cobble Hill, but not, that's like a compliment. This, it, this is more like, I feel like she actually probably lives or knows Cobble this Hill. Was like true, never... This was like Albert Brooks Cobble Hill. That's what this was so true to life and so real. <laughs> just these millennials and just like sadness and depression. It was, oh, oh God. No. So this is what happened to all like the pop pump bangs I used to like, huh? This is what it is. <laughs> oh, that's sad. She's Mandy. She never left the house to write this book. Oh, don't even get me started on Mandy. Man. Oh. Okay. There's like, well, I, there's oh. no way. There's no way to start this. Very. Uh, there's too many things to talk about. Putting too her many... in therapy would start. That's how you start with Mandy. Okay. Because <laughs> well, there's, therapy... there's so much more happening with Mandy than just faking MS. Like <laughs> so. Like you need. Like that. You can't be in a marriage anymore. I don't want you near my child. Something's wrong with you. You need to go to therapy and be an institution. There's so much more happening than just faking a disease. And we're okay one year later. No. <laughs> No. Is there anyone in this book that doesn't need to be in an institution or, or, or wouldn't, I mean, everyone would benefit from therapy regardless. Honestly, I think the only person that's on his way to be normal is Liam. He just seems like a normal kid (laughs) doing his thing. He's trying, like, he's trying to make, he is, he's just trying to like not fuck up completely and trying to make fans. He's a nerdy kid, you know, first time with a girl. He's the only one that's like semi-normal. That can be. I feel be like normal. we should. We need to take a step back now. Yeah. I think. Oh yeah, we do. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we like they're we're really just diving just, in. You it's, know, it's like three hundred pages just really angered me. No, me too. And I talked about it to every single person who would let me talk to them about this book for like a week after I read it. It was it was maddening. <laughs> this book is like lice. It's like the lice <laughs> in the fucking. I can't get the, it out of my hair. Yeah, it's just it's never gonna leave us. <laughs> you can't be clean. Uh, okay, yeah. Let's take it back. Um, Maya, how how did this book enter your life, and and how did you become, I guess, even interested like to be open to it? Because I know Gossip Girl has a big part to your your being, your essence. Yeah. So I don't know. I've 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 been a Gossip Girl uh, rewatcher a lot during the pandemic, just because like when it was on Netflix, it was like a nice thing to put on in the background. Um, it, it's very comforting in some ways, maybe because it's nostalgic or it just harkens back to like a simpler area era of stupidity where everything felt like a little bit less malicious. Um, but anyway, that's enough about gossip girl. I was, 
was at my uh, local bookstore in December and I was like getting ready to go upstate to like hang out in a cabin for like a week. And I was like, so excited. I had this whole plan. I was going to like sit in front of a fireplace, go in a hot tub, read some books. So obviously I go to like my local bookstore and on display, like in front of the, the checkout area is uh, Cecily von Ziegesar's Cobble Hill. And I like connect the dots very quickly. And I'm like, oh, right. I remember that the, the lady who wrote Gossip Girl wrote like Gossip Girl for grownups in Brooklyn once they like accept like a creative director position and they live in like a like a row home with their husband and their two kids who they send to private school that's like what this is I need to buy a copy of it so (laughs) I pick up a copy and also like love my local bookstore they've never like steered me wrong before I feel like they only recommend like good books trendy books books that everybody's reading so I was like pretty excited for this. And I, 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 you know, I added, I put it in my suitcase. I like go upstate. I start reading this book in front of the fireplace. And I'm like, this is unreadable. This is terrible. And a friend of mine who had come with me was reading the book at the same time I was and had her own copy of it that she also purchased at the same bookstore. And so we were just kind of like comparing notes the whole time we were reading it. Like, this is really bad, right? Like this is unspeakably bad like I almost can't read it like it it almost seems like no one edited this book that's so interesting um I'm not sure if anyone wrote it either (laughs) (laughs) right yeah um so so that was kind of how how that's the genesis of how Cobble Hill sort of entered my life I would say was was um a series of of decisions that I thought were good that ended up being bad (laughs) yes I can't imagine spending money for it or buying it, you know, or or like, or like expecting anything, but sort of what you prepared me for. Right. So like, we have a different thing, you know, we came basically, and I think that made it, I I was in by that, you know, like, oh, this is going to be terrible. Like, okay. I don't have any, I didn't know it'd be this bad. I mean, it is, it is unreadable at times. Like it is like, I fell asleep once when I was reading it. It gave well, me a headache while I was reading it. There are it parts was... of the book, I'll be honest, I skimmed over them. Like they like the every part where Roy Clark is like you're like reading his book in the in the yeah. book. Those are my I, favorite I didn't parts. read any of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Oh I just yeah, wish Andy's he had... got some Roy in him. You understand. You know? I definitely He's... have some Roy yeah. in him. Yeah. 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 Roy is the the one that I I am pained yeah. to admit that I he reminded me of me slightly. Um but he's a much worse version. <laughs> but hey, he fucking wrote the book, right? Uh, and so did Cecily. So that, and that's that's what it feels like this was. She feels like that, she is Roy, just going to the end. Mm-hmm. She's proving to herself or to her husband or whoever is nagging her, probably just her brain, to be, like get off, get out of the bed, stop watching reality TV and write a book. Prove yourself that you're a writer. And I guess she did, but maybe Gossip Girl only took one draft, you know, maybe it was just so (laughs) that, and she just thinks, here we go. But yeah, I don't know. (laughs) It's funny that you say that because when I was researching to prepare to write this book review, I did a lot of background research on like where Cecily came from, like her, her kind of professional background. And really like Gossip Girl was like an amalgamation of people working on a concept. Like that wasn't, that didn't like jump out of Cecily's brain. You know, that series of books were, the first one was written by her, but it was when she was working for basically like a book factory. Like they produced like YA drama books. Like that was like their thing. So Gossip Girl was successful because it fit that formula so perfectly. Um, But the subsequent books were written mostly by ghostwriters. So, you know, there's no, and people don't like, 
think of Gossip Girl and think of like the writing prowess of Cecily von Ziegasar. So, right. you, uh, you know, you I, I, I really feel like she was banking on people who liked Gossip Girl reading Cobble Hill because there's no like separate audience for this book, as far as I can tell, aside from people who would like maybe see the cover and like it or would have like a name association with Cecily and be like, this is the book I'm going to read because I love Gossip Girl. Like, I don't think there's like another person who would independently find this book outside of um, people at my bookstore and Gossip Girl readers. Or like, you know, fans of the Red Balloon, Blue Lagoon, and and the old Battlestar Galactica. Like, those are yeah. like her her things. And it's like such a, I don't know. Her references are my favorite thing. Like, they're just, it's like it was written in 2008 or something. But like, mm -hmm. it's like yes. everyone has beards and tattoos yes. to make it yes. feel like it's now, you know? It's, and like it's, It really harkens back to the, the old Gossip Girl books. Like, it feels like it was pulled straight out of 2009 Gossip Girl, sort of. Yeah. And, well, and it's just like her sort of like realization that, oh, men talk about Nicole Kidman movies or like firemen talk about <laughs> sexy like yeah. acts and like Julia Roberts. Yeah. It's like she's fascinated by the fact that men could do that. And maybe she's just like, how do men like Gossip Girl or something? I don't know. Maybe that we need to get her on the show. Like, it, but it's just like so like she acts like that's the weirdest thing. And I'm like, are you reading your own writing? Like, this is the weirdest thing. <laughs> I don't I don't know. It uh, also just feels so perfect that this is a woman who spent seemingly her entire like adulthood childhood on like the Upper East Side moves to Brooklyn and immediately writes um this book because that is what seems to have happened is Cecily moved with her husband and her two kids I guess to the neighborhood that borders Cobble Hill which is like rich white people neighborhood in Brooklyn um and that's you know I, I think that maybe the only accurate thing in the book is all of the street names that seem almost <laughs> like encyclopedically written where it's like First, he was on Henry Street. Then he took a right onto Smith Street. And then he took a left and he was on Atlantic Avenue. Ooh, and I'm it's just flashbacks. Very <laughs> Does the book, the book doesn't even have a map in it. How great would that be if it had like a fantasy map where it like has Ooh. all the different things? Like Everyone's so I can houses be, are plotted yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I could actually, I could follow along at home. I can have that out and I'd be like, Ooh, what street are they on? I need to know where this fire takes place, which actually, I guess, <laughs> I don't know. Like speaking of small islands, we always say that about Gossip Girl, how everything, they're oh, all- This is a right corner. This is other. one corner. This is, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like, I think the moment was when they're like, they're smoking Mandy and Stuart for the first time. And then, yeah, Peaches and the family just walk yeah. right by. So I'm just like, Jesus Christ, I wouldn't do anything in this area. I wouldn't like, I, I mean, maybe I just yeah. walk through it. Like that people kiss or do anything is just, I mean, it's very much like a, a TV show thing. Um, totally. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. She was obviously writing it, hoping to get that HBO Max adaptation. <laughs> Yes, like uh, like Orange, Roy's uh, yeah. biggest, I guess. Cult like, we yeah. all know this is going to be on HBO Max in like a year. All right, hundred percent. Okay. Aaron, yeah, Aaron's very uh, disillusioned about the world because he, I know he believes that, and and part of me feels like I could see it happening. Uh, yeah. I don't want to admit it either. But are we going to write it? Can we do a, a pact, all three of us? Let's do a, start the writers' room right now. Let's make Hell the couple. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the characters are, there's so many characters, but I feel like they're all her, right? I mean, basically, I mean, the, the ones that seem most her are Mandy and Roy, I think, mm -hmm. to me. Mm -hmm. uh, and like, well, actually, yeah, Maya, do you want to like give us some quick hits on these characters? Or I mean, we yeah, can- Yeah, definitely. Maybe, yeah. maybe for people who haven't had the displeasure of reading this book, I'll do a little synopsis. <laughs> right. um, and so basically this book is about like the, it's written in the same style of Gossip Girl where it's like a voyeuristic like perspective on like the lives that are all entangled of these people who live in this neighborhood. 
Um, the neighborhood happens to be Cobble Hill instead of the Upper East Side. The people in this book are depressed middle-aged people instead of uh, hot teens drinking martinis at a bar during the daytime during the week on the Upper like, East Side. Equally um, white as rich and rich probably. Or maybe yes. not as rich, but definitely as white. Um, Very definitely rich, as yes. white. Yeah. <laughs> um, but basically there's these like several groups or families of people. The, the first people that were introduced to are Stuart Little. That is really his name. He is God. the... <laughs> He's the he's the rapping frontman of the band Blind Mice. Um, he has mouse tattoos on his knuckles. It's a little bit like little bit on the nose. Like I feel like any editor would look at this and be like, oh, let's like tone it down a little bit. I don't know about this one, Cecily. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but why? Yeah, why that obsession? Either it's just such a weird. I don't know. I don't uh, get yeah, it. I feel like I... we can talk a whole. Well, yeah, remind me to bring up like who we think like what's the most parallel band to. Uh, <laughs> yes, wait, yeah, yeah, we need but, to come we'll back. We'll talk to about that. that after we do the summary here. Okay, yeah. yeah his Stuart's wife is Mandy, who sits at home all day, and you think that she has MS, but she's really been faking it, which is like. <laughs> what the fuck uh they have a kid named ted who's nine years old ted goes to a school the school's nurse is peaches that is her name nurse peaches, peaches who Park. every like. who every man in this book wants to smooch um <laughs> everyone thinks that she's 27 but she's really 38 and she loves to like give these descriptors of her life and i like have the quote pulled up here because it's so silly like and every but time she, she like, introduces herself <laughs> every time she introduces herself to like a new um character in the book she says i try to maintain a professional veneer around parents but i'm really just a former english major college dropout mom i don't know how i became a school nurse <laughs> it's like it's the opposite of like show don't tell it's which is like what they tell you to do when you like are learning how to write it's uh you're telling not showing um your uh, resume to everyone you meet basically yeah nurse peaches has a husband i think his name is greg um, he seems like kind of like a retired fish fan, sort of. It's kind of like the vibe I get from him. Um, he wears noise-canceling headphones all the time and teaches in a private school. Um, and he teaches in the private school because Peaches and Greg's son, Liam, needs a place to go to high school. So he attends the private school at like a discount because his dad works there. Liam is, I think, like 17 years old. I get the impression he's like very like tall and gawky and kind of like a loser, um, he has a crush on Shy Roy, uh, who is a very shy 15 year old. Uh, shy is the daughter of two people, uh, Wendy Clark, who is um, uh, an editor at a magazine in the World Trade Center, which is like very like, I feel like it's like very Cecily Van Zee sort of like put like a like Oh yeah, the like, most an, New York like a thing. you know, a sort of like Vogue magazine and have this one be an editor there. And she's so bad at her job at fake Vogue, which is called Flirt, that she gets demoted to work at Enjoy, which is Bon Appetit magazine. Um and I read that uh, Enjoy, Enjoy. Yeah. That's how I read it. <laughs> you better be enjoying this book. <laughs> So Shai is also the daughter of Roy Clark, who is a famous British writer. Um, he's most famous for his novel Orange, which again was, as we referenced earlier, was made into an HBO series. And I don't want to get this wrong. Oh, yeah. So let me just read you the description of it. I have this uh, down too. Um, Orange was adapted into an HBO series starring Francis McDormand, Drew Barrymore, Kristen Stewart, Kevin Dillon, Jonathan Rice Myers, and Hugh Grant. Um, and then he writes, during the course of, of, of Cobble Hill, he writes his next book, which is set in outer space and features uh, characters who certainly seem like his two older daughters, who he seems to like 
be sort of estranged from? Don't really know. Um, you also have the couple uh, Tupper and Elizabeth. Tupper is the designer of the award-winning surveillance device, the macaw. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and his wife, Elizabeth, is this like ethereal, like sort of like cerebral, like performance artist type person. She owns this like fake bar called Monte um, in Cobble Hill that gets shut down. She ends up going to Rikers for some reason. Um, <laughs> I, but only for like a couple days. Three days, so it yeah. Wasn't, <laughs> it's not like an hour, um, really. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that basically covers all of our bases. Those are like all the main players in this book. There are yeah, definitely should, a few yeah. other characters like um, Black Ryan, um, the oh, only gosh. person of color that in the book. Horrible. Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> to her credit, in quotes, she they at least address Black Ryan, like why that and why that is a problem. And it's like Cecily, I think, was very proud to have that in there. But then <laughs> Black Ryan's arc is to own up Black Ryan and become a model and douchebag. Um, yeah, and he he doesn't he adopt the name Black Ryan as like yeah, his like modeling name. Yeah, it's his moniker, yeah. which I think I guess that I don't know if that's empowering exactly, but at least you're taking the narrative yourself. But I don't know. It it's felt also like you me. go with the name given with here, and it's just that he's you just got to go with it sometimes. I, I and, guess and it worked. It worked in the in the modeling world. Uh, it, yeah, I guess it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a it's a shtick. He's got one. He's he's living the dream now. Um, yeah. but yeah, he was one of the people I liked until that, and then I was like, oh. And also every, well, every only good things happen to all these people, despite them doing only terrible things, you know, mm -hmm. there's nothing, there's no, no stakes, there's no consequences. And I think we'll get to that. Um, I think I was just gonna add that, yeah, Roy is probably at the very least, he's the, the device that strings the book together. He's mm -hmm. maybe the, the, I don't know, the, the protagonist, perhaps if they're, I guess they're all split. But that's how I read it because he's the one who just moved into Cobble Hill with yes. uh, with Wendy and Shy, and yeah, Wendy, lot basically yeah moved them for this job that she didn't just refuses to work for the entire time. It's not that she's like so bad, but she doesn't even do anything, and she just it's like so funny too because like having worked in legacy media magazines, like you'd never get fired for being that bad at your job if you're that high up on the masthead, like. <laughs> all of the top editors at these places like barely seem to do any work. So it's, it seems hard for me to believe that after a year of working there or whatever the time frame is, because it's incredibly unclear in the book, um, she gets demoted to have to work in the food magazine. Yeah. I think like this, this book has different parts where it says like one week later or November 3rd or whatever, November 5th. But like, I feel like it's somehow more confusing having those, like we didn't need any of them. I don't think, I guess maybe the one year later, I guess, just so we could yeah prove that Liam has had a crush on shy, shy for, a year, for a year or, yeah. or something or like, or time has passed and he still hasn't been writing. I guess it's sort of that like, okay. Cause he she starts with needed reading three more pages to end the book is what it was. <laughs> That's what yeah, it was. She decided to employ like a time device to, to yeah. up the, the page count. Yeah. So like, and, and I think it sort of makes it cooler, right? Oh, time, you know, like things have changed, but not yeah. really as far as I could read. It was like, we're okay that she faked MS a year later. It's fine now. <laughs> Well, I think yeah. that's the thing. It's like nothing actually changes nothing, even when, nothing, when nothing big happens. events happen. It's just like, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, uh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Like, hmm. Do, is there anything either of you like about the book? Could you even pick something out? Mm. Or who, is there a character that you liked or one that you, I guess, identified with in the thinnest of layers? <laughs> 
because none of these are people by like like saying that I don't like any of these people I think they're all horrible and bad um but and I wrote this in my book review like the person who I find myself like liking the most is Mandy and that's again Mandy who faked MS um but that's only because Cecily von Ziegesar does this horrible thing that I think she did in the Gossip Girl books too where she like only describes Mandy by like talking about how fat Mandy is she's like Mandy's enormous ankles and her massive boobs and she's so disgusting and fat and it's like well I mean I feel like this woman is probably like a size six and maybe used to be like a size two so like maybe that's what you mean and Cecily von Ziegesar also seems like she wears like a size zero so like I can only assume that that's like where that's coming from but like yeah really didn't like that and it also does that to like all the characters like Shy's like knobby knees and Wendy's thinnest features are her long finger fingers or something like it's it's really weird the um, number of so. times that she mentions shy's bare legs really disturbed me like more it, it felt was very like twilight times. to me it felt very like something that would be in like a twilight book i don't know um yeah i agree but it was like but it was almost like there's like a kind of an adult perspective on the book so it was sort of like why are we talking about this girl's bare legs like mm-hmm. i don't know but yeah i guess i could say yeah. the only thing about mandy's yeah, descriptions are a lot of those might be coming from her own brain. So it's really self-hatred and being really hard on herself, but that's probably giving Cecily, you know, the benefit of doubt. I don't know if I really no, want to play just, that. No, it's just bad writing. I don't want to play that role today. I don't no, know if I want to I, do that. <laughs> you know, no, I, I didn't like Mandy, um, but I, I think that the, the the character that I did, I, I did get that. I, I got a little sucked in with Peaches, just like every other male did. I couldn't help it. I couldn't help it. I was like, all right, I'm in peaches. I'm in peaches. <laughs> like, she, like if, if Cecily, you know, got that manic pixie milf down perfectly for me. Manic pixie milf. That's amazing. <laughs> that would be on her business card. Yeah, um, absolutely. <laughs> you, I, I had the same experience as Aaron that like, I was sort of like, oh, peaches is the dream, but that's the point. And then, yeah. but then by the end, I am like, this woman sucks, you know? And, and <laughs> Uh, and I can't stand her sort of like Stuart is like now, like, oh, now she's a stalker sort of a thing, which I think is unfair from Stuart's like he, Stuart was oh, into her too. Stuart's an yeah. asshole. But yeah. like, but yeah, I think Peaches is just so, I mean, she's, she is asking for all this stuff. She's like complaining why people are asking her for help and doing things, but she just completely throws herself into everyone's lives. She's so bored. So dissatisfied with her husband and her son she wants her son to be cool the whole fucking book and then when he does a cool thing like accidentally start a fire she shits on him repeatedly Mm -hmm. and makes sure that he has to pick up shit for you know weeks and and whatever and then but then later she's like when she sees him you know hooking up with a girl in the park she's like oh man he's cooler to me now you know it's just like (laughs) oh yeah, I, mean, I don't think it's like the way that any parent thinks about their teenage child. Like, I don't, I don't know, but I don't think so. I, um, God, also, I, hope, I don't want that parent. But I think, think well, listen, if, if, if the kid like all his life is, you know, in his room all the time, you kind of want him to get into a little trouble, but not start anything on fire. I well, right. So. No, I understand that you're sort of like, it's, it was like the line peaches. was on the line of like being the cool, like she's cool, smart, talented, helpful, and and she was cool mom like in, in a good way it felt like it was sort of like oh this is kind of gilmore girlsy thing you yeah. know but then mm-hmm. there is no boundaries and she's a hypocrite you know she's sort of and i think there's a way that to do it and she's sort of pushing it far she's actually judging liam mm-hmm. rather than saying it's okay if you make a mistake liam it's more like you know what you're a fucking loser 
You know, you don't, you don't remind me of me. I used to be cool. Now I'm, you know, picking lice out of people's hair, except for, Hey, there's this hot one, but I can't tell you about it. Um, yeah, also, no, she, she was an English major. She was going to be really like cool. And yeah. her husband, <laughs> I don't she really wrote know. gold. Basically she wrote yeah. gold. So yeah, yeah. she I'm dropped not... out of Oberlin because she heard uh blind mice, song, fuck school or whatever. And then that yeah. made her drop out. <laughs> <laughs> very funny detail also the fact that she's the school nurse but on the side has all these administrative duties where she's in charge of like reconstructing the playground after the fire like who told you to do that no one asked you to do that it's a public school there's not a lot of resources teaches, yeah, yeah. this teaches, school is, has yeah. to do everything this right. whoever's in charge of this school is really not paying attention at all sure. um but um, actually wait, i uh, want to yeah, yeah I talk, about talk about mandy Yes, let's talk about Mandy. I My favorite Mandy detail, if I may, um, which is repeated several times in the book, I think, is the fact that um, Mandy got pregnant with Ted when she went surfing with Stuart Little in Montauk and a wave knocked out her IUD, which is like <laughs> not a thing that happened. <laughs> It was a big wave. A wave would have to like, like a wave can't Heimlich maneuver that out of your uterus. Like that's not how the female reproductive system works. If it could, she's probably dead, right? Like that's that's (laughs) a a giant wave. Yeah. (laughs) I just thought that was really funny and they kept referencing it and it's like, okay, we get it. You like don't want to be a mom, but it's too late. <laughs> she doesn't want to be anything, that woman. Uh, but no, she I was love... asking her husband, should it be a wave or should she go horseback riding? How is it going to fall out? And he's like, I'm not going to read this. <laughs> he's like, also, wait, you still have yours in, yeah. right? You know. <laughs> to be honest, honey, I skimmed him and I never read. I never even saw Gossip Girl. Oh. <laughs> That's definitely that she gets to... that. We need to talk about um, how Stuart starts getting weed from Dr. Mello for Mandy and then Mandy's new propensity for like stealing Tupper and Elizabeth's like oh, Hello Fresh or whatever, <laughs> their like Blue Apron meals and cooking all them the, for yeah, her family. All the neighbors. Yeah. What's wrong with her? <laughs> well, so yeah, it kind of pitches, the movie kind of pitches at a certain point that weed and mail food, you know, food in the mail will save your life. You know, that's sort of, and Aaron, I was thinking you'd be all I mean, about that. That's what, that's your life. I mean, it does. I mean, yeah, I live off that, but I'm not stealing other people's food. That's just like, that's the line, not, you know, the line, like faking a, a disease is the line. Listen, the line, she has a child and she's faking disease and staying in bed all day. Do you know what this kid, no wonder he's all fucked up already. Okay. Oh, Ted's a serial killer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can we also talk about the second bed they have in their living room that Mandy oh, just like sleeps on all because day? Because it's like, That's what's so eating weird. Gilbert Grape? And she can't get back out. She like can't move. She's like the mom and what's eating Gilbert Grape? She's not want to move. She's just like done. She's going to, oh, I can't stand her. I mean, honestly, if I was, I would have smothered her probably at some point during the movie. <laughs> this is a very small detail, but like the way that Cecily Von Ziegasar describes edibles and like how people consume edibles and what goes into making an edible is very funny to me. There is a part where like some of it is like, okay, you like make the butter, whatever. Yeah. But then there's one part where she's like, and then Stuart sprinkled some weed on top of it and he of toast and he ate it. And it's like, you don't really do that. That doesn't sound good and wouldn't really work. So has she ever had an edible? I don't think she's ever been high before. Uh, And this is actually a perfect time to, 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 to mention that Maya and I have both uh, dropped an edible prior to recording. Uh, I, I am reporting at this moment that I, I still do not feel it. Nothing is perfect. No, nothing. Same, same, same. Uh, uh, but that's maybe, why I don't maybe, do edibles. Maybe we do edibles. Yeah, we're too business right now. We gotta. <laughs> 
Uh, no, up, it'll guys? hit. At ease, everybody. At ease. At ease. So, but like, you don't think she's ever had edibles, right? No. Yeah. No. Had she done or anything obviously, like, like <laughs> she's ever had boobs. She was very like jealous of everyone's boobs, everyone's bosomy, except for, you know, her. So she was very jealous of that. Every other sentence was a woman in their bosom. It was. I, a- it's a very superficial book. Yes. Um, I would. Yeah. I feel like we've gone up, like this is as deep as we can possibly go on any of these characters. <laughs> yeah, she's yeah. not giving us a lot more to work with than, than what we're saying right now. Yeah. I mean, we could say that Mandy seriously has, you know, depression and that yes. she needs help. That is what that but is. But it's really, but like, it's really hard to have any sympathy for her, but I do. So, but like, it's sort of like, oh, she just gets up, makes food and then becomes a plus size model. So she just, she was just tired. She just needed a year, yeah. you know, and that's fine. It was like her she, year of rest and relaxation. It really, she got I wish it. I who doesn't help. need that? Who doesn't need that? You know? <laughs> yeah. Who, who doesn't get to do that? Yeah. Like so much. Yeah. Like, I will uh, say one recurring theme in this book is that everyone doesn't have to work that hard. They seem to have a lot of money anyway, and there's no mm-hmm. consequence for not working hard. Like Mandy, in fact, like you just said, gets more work as a result of sleeping for a year. Um, you know, I feel like that's that tends to be like that's like Royce how how writes a book, even though all he does is like mope around at bars during the day. Um, and I'm sure it's going to be another bestseller that'll get turned into an HBO series. So good for him. Oh yeah, gold sounded great. Um, <laughs> or red, or I if you're starting, no, it's got to with... be red. It's gonna be on more. It's got to be red. Like, Dude, if be you're red starting. Now. If you're starting a fucking book with the title as the reason, it's just like, dude, you're already lost. And I know the book is basically positing that that's what his career is the fucking mm-hmm. colors. It's like, and it's almost like he's having trouble listing colors. He's like, red, that's a new one. And it's like, well, you didn't do, you didn't do red already, dude. Like, <laughs> red's your, oh man, uh, that stuff I really hated. I think once I, once Roy started to write, despite the idea of being shitty, but like he, I mean, it's, he was he was judging himself the whole way through, but he was he was going through it. And that was to me like, yes, that is that is a good message. I think that's what Cecily was going through this whole time. She was like, this book is terrible. I have to keep going. And then something's going to come out of it. And then I th- she just assumed by her Walt Whitman quote that like we will do that. Work for, <laughs> well, like we'll do that work for her. Like, you, who are you to judge? This is, uh, you know, uh, I got to read it. That, this is on, the, this is the beginning of the book here. I forgot this, about that quote already. This yeah. is the uh, the most Dan Humphrey fucking thing. <laughs> yes. Um, all right. I am a man who, sauntering along without fully stopping, turns a casual look upon you and then averts his face, leaving it to you to prove and define it, expecting the main things from you. Walt Whitman, Leaves of Grass. Beautiful. Um, I would also say that maybe uh, Cecily Lundzig's eyebrow had borrowed heavily from the book and uh, Hulu series uh, Little Fires Everywhere when writing this book. That does seem to be a recurring theme in this book is Little Little Fires fires Everywhere in this neighborhood. So just thought that was interesting. Um, Not really an original idea, um, but I don't know. Something to think about. Um, (laughs) did Did you read the afterword in the book? Oh no. There's like no, one line about no. like BLM protests because I think that she was like, oh, I'm like publishing this book in 2020. Like I have to like say something about the ongoing social oh. movement that's happening right now. I have oh, to so say I did not. I, I kind of just turned it off right after. <laughs> well, no, we we had a press copy, so it didn't actually come oh, with the app. Oh, wait, word. let me grab mine. I'll I'll be right back. Okay. So I have Aaron. my book. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
the book exists. They they wow. actually published, they published hardcover and everything. I do like the cover actually. The it's cover was cover. like it is I, nice. I, I I did note when I was reading this book for the first time that there are more um, people of color on the front of this book than there are inside the book. Yeah. Um, are they all note? black Ryan just a multiple times? <laughs> <laughs> the one thing before you start, I wanted to say I think if they did the HBO Max adaptation, that like an animation of that cover art, that would be the the theme. You know, oh yeah, thing. that yeah, would be yeah. great. Yeah, That'd be the intro. But anyway, okay. So it, I'm sorry, it's not the afterword; it's the acknowledgments. Um, there's two paragraphs devoted to uh, her family members, and then her agent. I guess whatever. I don't care. And then it ends with, um, "I would like to thank my Brooklyn friends. I'm so lucky to have grown older and raised my kids with you." These pages of introduction, and this seems like an afterthought because it has nothing to do with anything that came before it. These pages went into production during a global pandemic and a little later, a time of tragedy and protest. Our world has changed for good. I'm not sure what happens next, but I'm hopeful. That was that was all, that was it? That's what you had to say? You tacked on at the very end? Okay. I don't even think she wrote that. No, I don't think so either. I bet her editor wrote it for her. Yeah, yeah the editor doing was work like, on the book. you can't not have a statement because um, you had, you know, a protest in the book uh, and it was a very insulting protest, but that was the, <laughs> point of it i mm -hmm. guess you know and i think that is a real thing like brands staging you know social justice things just for money and attention mm -hmm. um that actually to me felt like oh okay cecily you're noticing something uh that's cool uh, i think that could have even been by accident like i don't want to give her credit for being that <laughs> cool. i kind of just i i kind of feel like maybe that was just yeah. an accident that 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 reflects like a real she googled uh, what do kids do today <laughs> <laughs> they attend silenciaga drops yeah <laughs> oh my god yeah. oh yeah i need those clothes um but yeah and, and that's another scene that's sort of ruined or just it sort of then becomes about you know liam and ryan just happening upon amazing success and stuff just by you know showing up in, yeah uh, just by asking you know i guess those other models just didn't that they actually hired didn't show yeah what happened um, to is <laughs> I don't know. Uh, oh, and also oh, fuck, Cecily. Fuck, Bruce. fuck Bruce. Although he does yeah. have redemption. I don't think he deserved it, but. Does he uh, though? I mean. I don't. Well, no. And Bruce at least is a child who has been ruined yeah. by parents like these other people. They're, if anything, probably that much worse. You know, uh, Bruce felt like the Chuck Bass of this, like the future of that guy. Um, yeah. Let's see. Do we have, I mean, there's a million th things to say, but also nothing to say, you know, I think that's, that's how Cecily feels. <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah. Um, let's see. I do have some notes, uh, some casting notes for the HBO uh, series that's going to be made from this uh, book. So if we want to talk about it, about that at some point, I do. I, I do. Think, yeah, that. we can. And maybe that's another way to continue the characters, too, because we yeah. can. I think let's let's start with Stuart. Go back to him because he's our, you know, Stuart Little. Uh, he's sort of the forgotten, yeah. uh, you know, band guy, just like Rufus and Gossip Rufus Girl. of like the early aughts, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, and he's, uh, yeah, Rufus 2.0 of the Blind Mice. And yeah, the, and he hasn't been writing. He works, he just edits like uh, Yeah, what, I didn't commercials. know what his job so was. Big. He like edits commercials, I think. Yeah. Like the was music he a telemarketer? That's what I felt like. He was like, <laughs> I don't know what he was. Yeah. And, and he, of course, was Because he obviously wasn't working because he was at that school every day. Right. <laughs> Well, I think the job, he he actually seemed like he at least did it and it was easy for him, you know? Yeah. That's what it seemed like. Uh, I don't love that it would seem like the men in this book are the only ones that actually work until, until the very end. It was sort of like, well, I guess they all, none of them work, but it was sort of felt like the men were getting more credit for it, but at least Mandy and Wendy sort of, mm -hmm. uh, they mm -hmm. come through, I, I guess. Wendy learns to not be so snobby. Nice lesson. 
for Wendy. <laughs> uh, but anyway, Stuart. Okay, yeah, let's cast this HBO Max adaptation for Cobble Hill. Uh, it will have the theme song, Will Be By the Three Blind Mites, Omnia Vincit, which I looked, <laughs> I looked up, all right? Uh, and I only sorry. did Google Translate, so who knows? But it doesn't actually translate to a real... <laughs> It just says all wins. That's what that means. And like, there's actually phrases like Latin phrases associated with omnia vincit and it's labor, omnia vincit, you know, work conquers all, omnia vincit, amor, love conquers all. So something, those actually are saying something. This is just saying all wins. Okay. Anyway, Stuart Little, who are we casting? Maya, kick us off. Okay. My, my idea for Stuart Little was Joaquin Phoenix. Oh wow! 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 It's a dark. This is movie. big budget. I don't know. It's a big budget. Like, oh man, it's dark. Yeah, I didn't go that big budget. Yeah, no, I I went with like Dax Shepard. I thought that that <laughs> yeah, was sort okay. of where he's at. Yeah. Like he has okay. that music I, vibe, tattoos. I like Dax Shepard. Cool yeah, dad. Okay, I actually went uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Interesting. I had him. I had him on the list. I I actually yeah I listed him because he seems like he's been around a while too. So like he has this yeah. sort of post child actor thing that you can mm-hmm. kind of. Uh, it's not That's that he's true. ever really struggled, but I was also thinking the actor who plays Rufus Humphrey would be good for this role. Like, yeah, get one. Matthew Settle to play it exactly. again. Yeah. yeah, I thought my my thought was that maybe he's too old now. Yeah, you I think know? he'd be like, the dad. sorry, Matthew. He'd, he's be, like, he'd be like Sir Little. Sir, yeah, well, he's already had you know, it's like being removed from two different decades, kind of. It's like, sorry, you know, Rufus, you've already been forgotten twice now. So, um, let me see. I also wrote down. Like if I was also trying to think of who in Gossip Girl would we plug in? And I think, I don't, Penn Badgley is still too young, but yeah. this definitely is a Penn Badgley like in a couple of years. Although, I mean, I think he's probably a dad now. I have no idea, but not, he's not old enough for this. Yeah, he's not old yeah. enough. Yeah, um, I agree. And then I also um, thought Elijah Wood mm, or okay. Dominic Monaghan. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. But I, Dax is my my first. Dax yeah, is good. I yeah like Dax. Dax is good. What about for Mandy? What do you guys think? This was a hard one, I thought. Was, um, my my choice was Kether Donahue from You're the Ooh. Worst. Okay. Okay. Good. Okay. I also yeah. thought that like I would also just I would audition some actual plus size models. Like I, I don't know any. Like I looked that's at the very, website. That's very progressive of you. Yeah. Yeah. Like because so, I looked at the website and I'm like, I have never heard of these women. They're beautiful. Let's get them on. You know, get them in the room. So I would I would I think audition for them, but Kether Donahue, I think would be great. Okay. okay I said yeah. Kat Dennings. Oh, that's a good choice. Oh, Kat yeah. Dennings. Okay. Okay. That's a great choice. Yeah. I, I, you know, I went with Anne Hathaway. I was going to make her gain some weight and we'll okay. go with that. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. I Method role, method role, method acting. You know, we got to get into it. Yeah. It's funny that you said that because my choice for Nurse Peaches is also an actress who I was like, we'll put her in a fat suit. And that is Margot Robbie. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're going for Oscars, like somehow okay. with this HBO. We're gonna get, <laughs> we're gonna get Golden, Golden Globes. Globe here. I'm getting a Golden Globe for this. All right, all right. Yeah, this is okay. this is great. So for for Wendy, or sorry, for who who did you say? Where are we? I'm at? sorry for, oh, for peaches, peaches, peaches. Peaches. Okay. Margot Robbie. Yeah, that's a that's a really good one. I like um, that. I didn't shoot as high, but uh, Aaron, where'd you go? I I didn't shoot as high either. It was Catherine Heigl. Okay. Oh, that's yeah. a pretty good one. Yeah, I yeah. can see that. Um, I went. This was another one where I was like, okay, maybe this would be the Blake Lively part because everyone loves Serena, right? Mm-hmm. And, and uh, it is, it is, and, yeah. I, and she's you know cool, mm-hmm. you know, I, and flirty. I like everyone. I'm Blake mm-hmm. Lively, so that felt like this would be where we put Blake Lively. Yeah, I um, like that. 
That's a good and if one. we're shooting for the moon, Jennifer Lawrence, you know, just like, <laughs> okay, go for it. Yeah, she's just maybe too young. I think, I think so, but yeah. she plays. Well, this she is plays the problem these, yeah. with, and Peaches says throughout the book that men always think that she's 27, but she's 38 or something. So, um, you yeah. know, I work. think J Law cuts the middle of that. She's like actually like 33 okay, yeah. or whatever, yeah. but like looks probably 27. So I don't know, yeah. but yeah, I, yeah. um, did you cast her husband? Oh yeah, Greg. I definitely cast Greg. Oh I yeah, had yeah, some yeah. Good, good Gregs. Aaron, what did go you What it. did you say for Greg? Uh, I went Zachary Levi. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> that's he. That's too cool. I've met Zachary Levi. No, uh, no. I, I actually went for Jason Schwartzman. I thought he'd be very good as just like sort of. Uh, he feels very snivelly and sad, but like sort of you don't even see him in the room. See, um, I, I, I thought about going nerdy for it, but there was this, I, I didn't understand Peaches needing her son to be so cool if her husband was already nerdy. So I had <laughs> to feel like he had this coolness a little bit in him and we can make him nerdy. Maybe he got nerdy as his, 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 he went on in age because I didn't understand why she was so judgy mm. when her, she married a nerdy husband. Okay. What we're going to get. I Maybe. said Jonah Hill. I don't know. Jonah I Hill, like, I could see that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I also thought of Alex Karpovsky of Girls. Like he just mm -hmm. always seems sort mm -hmm. of like a little bit angry, but quiet about, I don't know, like something simmering. And I could also feel like he would just be the suffering one. Um, yeah. I also like, you know, J Justin Long and Jay Baruchel also felt oh, like Justin Long. Those would be, yeah, Justin Long's the perfect, like, eh. <laughs> yeah, if we were doing it in like 04, Justin Long and Jay Baruchel would be great in this. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, let me see. I didn't like for the kids. Let's just did we did you guys even do anything for? Oh, Liam? I did. I, I cast uh, shy Black Ryan and Liam. Okay, uh, hit us with uh, shy. I said Chloe Grace Moretz, but I don't know. She might be too yeah. old. Yeah. Okay. All right. I went unknown or the only like British teen I could think of really was Millie Bobby Brown. I just yeah, didn't think that was yeah. exactly right. Yeah. But like, if we're shooting for the moon again, that would just be like okay. Um. Um. Well, as my 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 teacher said in adaptation class, number one rule is throw out the source material. So I kind of changed everything a little bit when it comes to that family. Um, oh. Shy, I went with Jenna Ortega from you. Okay, okay because oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Wendy, I'm casting as Zoe Saldana. <laughs> okay. Okay. So you're actually, I was just you're I was getting going bored. Yeah. yeah, I was getting bored with everybody and I needed some diversity. I need something and I need someone that wanted to be in New York that knows New York, but doesn't really want to be in Brooklyn. Okay. You know, and I'm like, I just, yeah. And then that's what I, yeah. So I kind of, I kind of switched that up a bit. I like that. For Wendy, this is another place where I maybe pulled in someone from the Gossip Girl universe. And I said, uh, I said Kelly Rutherford. Okay. Yeah. She would be she looking would... like a, like a Lily Vanderwoodson, you know? Okay. She would, she would do yeah. really well as that. Um, I, I thought if there, cause they mentioned Nicole Kidman and I like wanted to throw her in. It felt like this would be the role for Nicole Kidman if she was in this, this I show. Agree. Yeah. I thought um, about Nicole Kidman. I, 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 I thought about her. Like, I think maybe like 20 years ago, we would have had her as peaches. I think she would have been peaches, mm -hmm. you know, I don't know. What... Nicole Kidman, even when she's like at her most open doesn't feel like the flirty girl that everyone loves i think she's too she has a distance i think that's part of nicole kidman and that's what wendy is wendy has distance for every single mm -hmm. thing she has no perspective really uh, none of these people do and um but i also thought anne hathaway would be good here um but if we're going i also thought if we were going to gossip girl yeah leighton meester in like five to ten years this okay. felt like yeah, yeah i see meester. that 
Uh, yeah. Jillian Jacobs, I also mentioned. Ooh, okay, yeah. That's good. Okay. What about Roy? Roy, you know, listen, I, I went with the, the, the there's Paul Bettany. Who else is it going to be than Paul <laughs> Bettany? I, I tried, got, I tried, but it's, it's Paul Bettany. It really is. That's good. I like that. Maya, who do you have? <laughs> I went for Liam Neeson. Whoa. Whoa. I like this it though. Really, this is Academy Award winning. Is Spielberg <laughs> directing this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is a TV debut. Yeah. Um, or his return to TV after duel. Um, <laughs> but uh I went with, and I'm I'm proud of this one, Martin Freeman. I think Martin mm-hmm. Freeman okay. would be good. Okay. You know. Yeah. Okay. And then if we're going a little sexier, Matthew Reese or Dan Stevens. Okay. Okay. What about Elizabeth uh, and Tupper? Did you cast anybody for them? Oh, okay, yeah. so this is where I went, Gossip Girl. Elizabeth, I w- I've got Blake Lively. Okay, interesting. That wasn't strong, how I viewed the Strong, tall. Yeah, no, Somebody, I, yeah. I, I thought there was only one person. Very obvious, but Tilda Swinton. Yeah, I said Tilda Swinton too. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah Tilda Swinton. And then Kate Blanchett would also be really good. Yes, I agree. Um, okay. I couldn't really think of the right kind of gaunt male actor to play Tupper, who just seems like very um, like haunted and very skinny. Yeah. So my answer here is Tom Hardy, but he has a tapeworm. <laughs> <laughs> um, Aaron, hit me. You know, it, this one was tough. And I was just like, who, um, you know, and, and I was thinking, could I, could I bring in, you know, maybe an older gentleman, maybe, you know, someone more hmm. distinguished. What if it was Kenneth Branagh? Wow. You know, I just needed something different. Yeah. I would believe that he would win a MacArthur more than yeah. the actual Tupper. Um, yeah. Where, like, I feel like he was just named after Tupperware in her head because he seems like he <laughs> yeah. makes inventions. Um, Honestly, I feel like I wasn't going to have these characters in my adaptation. I didn't really need them. <laughs> oh, no. I, Tupper and Elizabeth are very key to the show because this is the Gossip Girl element where they provide the, the event, right? And mm-hmm. Elizabeth is just, she's the Georgina. She comes in and out mm-hmm. and just destroys everything or changes everything just by showing up. And everyone else is just sort of happy to be in her fucking orbit. Mm-hmm. Um, so for Tupper... I went with Fred Armisen. I thought he would just be so weird. He'd bring way more to the character than is on the page. All these actors, I think, would. I mean, anyone who can talk. Uh, But basically, yeah, I think that would be a place for diversity, I suppose. Um, But also just, I think he's so weird. And Tupper, Mm -hmm. to me, he's the most ghost-like and most like just, well, Elizabeth is too. They're just sort of from a different planet. And I think Fred Armisen would make it more, I don't know, there'd be something there. I believe that he would like make that. the macaque. Yeah. What about what about Liam? I wrote uh, an unknown actor for Liam. Yeah, I, I, I want to fresh that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking um, either unknown or like that Stranger Things kid. What's his name? The the tall which, one. Which one? I don't know. It's, I can't think of his name. I'm just looking for it. In the, the like what? older ones. Like no, the, the main guy. one. The main. What's his name? Like the kid. The tall one. He's like I can't think of the name. I, I was don't, like, he's not tall. The main one. What do you like? Do you mean the like the older brother? No, like, the kid, the, the uh, I can't think of his name. Winona Ryder's kid is not the what yes, about. yes, really? he's not yeah. tall, he's like three he feet seems, tall. No, he seems taller than that. <laughs> okay, um, I well, I mean, I had yeah, I have a yeah, and then uh, yeah, then I think for Ted, you as one is unknown. I think Ted's gonna be an unknown. I because oh, yeah. I really felt like he was like. Oh, yeah. 
Jonathan Ludicky kind of had a list. He was, you know, he had a little like attitude towards him. Then he's going to be like a pyrotechnic serial killer. Yeah, yeah. I think Jonathan Lipnicki is actually a really good choice. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, did you have any for um, Black Ryan? I casted for Black Ryan. And this is where we kind of bring in like a fun, maybe non-actor, but someone who's like, you know, could try acting and you would really like them in this role and they'd be kind of fun and zany. And that's Lil Nas X. Oh, okay. I like that. Yeah. I did not cast Black Ryan, but I like that. Thank you. I like that. Yeah, I think that's a good, I, I, I like that better than my choice, which was uh, Caleb McLaughlin, the guy from Stranger Things or uh, <laughs> Alex Hibbard, the guy in the chai. I like yeah. that. But yeah. I think, but it, it's better. Yeah, I think if it was someone who's actually even in fashion or some sort of influencer or some, yeah, some sort of asshole kid um, that's awesome, you know, who's very successful already. Uh, the sort of, that is it Evan Mock? Like that person mm -hmm. for the reboot, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, let's see. Do we have any for? Did anyone go for Doctor Conway? Doctor Conway is that Doctor Mello? Yeah, that's yeah, his, that's his yeah. that's his real name. Oh right. Um, I didn't cast for him, but like, I feel like an Alec Baldwin type could be fun for him. Oh, I got a way different read on that because they, they oh, just always call him very perfect, and and they they also sort of he's gay is my read. Like, I think that was sort of how they were talking about, like that's in Cecily's language. That was like, and I think there was even a thing where he was like hitting on or brought a date, a male date, I think during one of the parties. Oh, okay. Um, he was just so immaculately perfect. It was sort of what I imagined the stereotype of just like, um, yeah, just, just so fashion and you know, whatever. And he was so non-threatening in terms of like, mm -hmm. Peaches wanted to have sex with everyone, but not really Dr. Conway. Mm -hmm. She just wanted the weed. Okay. Uh, so yeah. I thought Matthew Bomer would be, Oh, like okay. That. That's good. Yeah. 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 I like him. Yeah. Or if we're going to take from hit, uh, her cast and the other thing, Jonathan Rice Myers. Oh, yes. 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 That's a good one. Yeah. Um, did you go for Mr. Straco? Anyone? No, no. Well, I don't know if we're going to have I don't think we're going to have him in the adaptation. Uh, no, I think you gross. have to have him in the adaptation. He's just gross. But like quick, like like you it's we don't, like not a big storyline. Probably we'll, and we'll actually hit him in the movie. Like we don't know we're not going to like just yell at him. He needs to be hit or actually have yeah. some sort of consequences. Yeah. Except for yeah, a loud back. Except for a tattoo on his neck. That shouldn't even be like I I don't want to sit on a teacher. What you what yeah. Of? If you, if you were doing a drinking game while reading the book, if every time they mentioned the 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 Mets tattoo on his neck, it would yeah. just be like a shit show. The uh, or I guess tattoo. every time you mention the tattoos, it's like we forget who these people are. Although I feel like when I said Mr. Straco, both of you looked at me like, who the fuck is that? But uh, so it's not working for her. But she just is, has to say like tattooed or, you know, skinny jeans, you know, like the same description every single time. <laughs> it's funny because she always refers to like, his Twitter feed where he posts like phrases in uh, Latin and posts like shirtless selfies with his cat. And I feel like if I saw a 26 year old man or however old he is like doing that, I would um, call the police. But <laughs> <laughs> Shy's response seems to be like, oh yeah, I love this. This is- I'm into so it. Yeah, Shy was into it. Yeah. That was really scary. And that's where I feel like if we're actually gonna make an HBO drama like Big Little Lies or something, that Mr. Straco is your character where you can actually you know, input some real yeah. fucked up shit. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, and not, and not that we're hoping or wanting to do that or doing it, but like, that's what the HBO Max adaptation is doing. Yeah, that's yeah. I mean, yeah. those 200 pages that they didn't allow in the book that there might have actually been story, we were going to use that for the, ad- we're gonna, the adaptation. That's giving yeah. way too much credit that there was anything cut from, you know, she didn't have extra ideas. Uh, she didn't have actual endings for these characters, actual thoughts and, and, and reasonings. And there was nothing that really nothing that's, at all. That's for us to decide. That's for us. Remember, <laughs> remember the quote, Aaron, <laughs> leaving it to you to prove and define it, expecting the main things, the main things, meaning plot, conflict, <laughs> you have uh, character development. Don't make him read the quote again. Please don't make him read the quote again. <laughs> I will read the quote again. This is, I'm going to be tweeting this quote now. This will be what I'm wearing. Like I'll be shirtless with Blondie. Yeah, and- with the cat. Yeah. In Latin. Yeah. In La- well, yeah, obviously in Latin. It will be translated in Latin. Um, yeah, obviously. Um, it's, it is funny though that there's a series of like very scary things happening in this book, but you get you have no sense of gravity for them because they're all treated as like incredibly lighthearted, like the fake MS diagnosis, uh, yeah. the predatory high school teacher preying on uh, Roy Clark's kid, um, the the you know casual racism happening uh, with Black Ryan. Um, all of this stuff is kind of happening, and there's like no hierarchy of like seriousness. Like you'd never get the sense that any of this matters in any real way. Maybe that's the point. Yeah. I, no, the yeah, only yeah. authority in the whole neighborhood is Peaches. Yeah. They all look to Nurse Peaches. She sends out the memos for all for all the letters for all this for the school Mayor for Peaches. all the neighborhood. Yeah, it's Mayor Peaches. She's like the cruise director of Cobble Hill. She gets <laughs> the weed. For, she gets the weed for everyone. You know. Yeah. Peaches in season three or four, when we've like you know done exhausted this, she's running for office. Like that's her <laughs> thing. I think Peaches would be a great politician. Mm-hmm. um yeah yeah there would be scandals of course oh, uh, of course because i don't believe that her and greg are you know okay at the end she does something to his ear after he saves the day which i thought i thought because we're talking about how there was no stakes no conflict i thought maybe just maybe at the end we'd have something happen and that would actually make all the other stuff sort of make sense we're not taking it but seriously no. we're blind to the world we get it we we deserve something to happen to these fucks mm-hmm. and no ted Ted starts a fire and it lights up his entire apartment. And then he just goes inside. <laughs> he just goes to bed. He's like, oh, and Ted left the fire alone. Okay. In the adaptation, Ted dies. All right. 100% um, Ted dies. My, um, I, oh, I would yeah. like to read uh, my favorite character description in the book, because this, I think, really highlights the laziness of the writing really well. Okay. Um, it, it's, uh, it's a quote about Mandy. And Cecily von Ziegesar describes her as saying, her blue eyes were enormous. She looked pretty in the twilight, but also a little fucked up too. <laughs> That's actually pretty good writing. I'll be honest. <laughs> That's a good line. That might be the best line in the book. Probably the best line in the book. <laughs> it might be. It's like it's the cover and then that line. That's about it. The, co- the cover, yeah, and, and she, not drawn by Cecily, I'm assuming, um, but maybe her child. You know, at, like that she lets wander around Cobble Hill at nine and start fires. Is that? I mean, that's. Like, yeah. I mean, oh God, horrible parents. Okay, well, so you want to know my ending? It would be that Liam starts the fire and they all fucking die. And Liam's the only one who survives. Just all the fucking, all these adults, all these assholes, they all just fucking burn. And we just see, we see their, uh, we just get the little newspaper clipping description of that thing at the end. It's just like- I'm going to take that one step further. Um, okay. he, he, the fire he starts is so big and so destructive. It wipes out the neighborhood of Cobble Hill entirely. Yes, that's it. Yes. yes. That is that it. Is Cobble Hill. Yes. 
and then season oh. two is the rebuilding, <laughs> the, rebuild, the rebuilding yeah. of Cabo Hill. We can do it different this time. Yeah. We can actually make this work. We'll have diversity. Oh yeah. my God, Black Ryan, oh, we're gonna give you a role in the government. Come on. Oh, this is gonna Very, be so good. Yeah, season two is is build back better Cabo Hill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's like oh. Money Pit though. <laughs> oh yes, that yeah. every season ends with Cobble Hill de- being destroyed again in an all new way, and then and they're all dead. So we could do American Horror Story style, where it's like different uh, actors, or maybe they can play yeah. same roles. Who gives a shit? Uh, Tilda Swinton definitely is someone different in every um, thing. God, what an uh, awful book. see, but I would watch that because that's better than what yeah, this is. Um, so much better. But hey, that's our pitch to HBO. Maybe they're listening. Um, I was going to ask about. Elizabeth and Tupper, because we haven't really talked about, I get the sense that I like them a lot more than you both. Uh, like, like is a strong word. Maybe I don't like them, but uh, I tolerated their existence in this book. I, I did not like them. And my impressions of them are, Tupper is always eating some sort of tinned fish product, like either like a tuna fish sandwich or like mackerel or white fish or something. Um, and throwing up and looking like he's about to throw up. And there's a scene where he's at Monte with uh, Roy and Roy is like, I'll have a Guinness. And Tupper's like, I'll have a glass of gin. What's a Guinness? Like, you don't know what a Guinness (laughs) is. And then he drinks it and it's like a revelation. Like, it's like he learned about a new language or something. Um, Nobody's drinking Tangeray straight. Tastes like dirt. Come on. Yeah. And then then Elizabeth, I, again, I kind of skimmed over the Elizabeth parts. Didn't really get it. Thought Elizabeth was like dead or something and was kind of like a ghost appearing in, in scenes because it didn't really make sense to me that like, Tupper could like sense where she was or something like that. That was like the the yeah, and their fake kid death and like it was oh that was so, was so great. So weird. See, that's that's my thing. Elizabeth is fucking insane, obnoxious, the worst, and that's why I love her. The fact that she created twins when they couldn't when they d- decided not to have children and like that yeah. to me that's a fucking great art thing. It's insane. It's like I if I heard about that or like you go into their house and you see like the dead things like that to me actually felt like a legitimate. Like, I just want to see that. Or like, I think that is, I think she actually is like an insane artist. She's the worst person. And it's, it's sort of what I hate about art encapsulated. Yeah, I think for an outsider, yeah, it'd be great to look at, but imagine Tupper living like that. Oh, oh well, yeah, but Aaron, yeah, yeah. imagine X, Y, Z living like that. No one here is having a good time. Uh, no one here, everyone's drinking and eating their way to death. Uh, or firing, you know, uh, or just ignoring their children. Um, they, they will be murdered. Uh, although I guess Roy and Shy had like, what I would say was a, a good relationship in quotes. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I mean, they seem to have a very, they seem, their relationship seemed healthier than every other one in the book, which again, very, very low bar. Right. Um, yeah. I also find, again, in the same way that we have Black Ryan, we also have this random non-binary character presented to us at the magazine that 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 Wendy works for. And it's another instance where it's like, why did you do this? <laughs> and his name is It doesn't Manfred, like add or, anything. Yeah, their name is Manfred, which felt like a very, I mean, I guess it's an interesting name because it's sort of playing like, oh, that's the male, very male. I mean, we have Manfred, I don't know. But like she, uh, Cecily was very, I think, proud of that uh Inclusive. Oh, totally. She was like patting herself on the back while like writing the man. Yeah, she finished a book. That's, she finished yeah. a book. Well, you know how proud no. I am. And I, but no, the, the, the difference a is a draft of the a book. Draft. That's the difference. I don't yeah. send this to my publisher. I send it to Andy first. Then yeah. oh. <laughs> so I can read some of my notes for those. <laughs> yeah. All right. I, we, I <laughs> <laughs> this is. <laughs> 
Oh, by the way, the gummy has kicked in. Uh, All right. Yeah, we're yeah. there. I think when you I started, yeah, I know. You don't send this like, to like your publisher. You send this to your friends to read. Like nobody wanted to read it. That's the thing. Everyone said, oh, it's great. And they all lied, just no like Wendy. It, yeah. And they, they never read it. Yeah, they skimmed it. Yeah. But that's brilliant because that was in the book about saying that no one reads her books. Mm -hmm. So maybe this was all just a like, fuck you. No one's going to read this. I'm going to put it's not going to make any sense. And I'm going to prove a point. Maybe that's yeah. what it is. She's really Elizabeth. She's Elizabeth. Yeah, this is the wow. art. Yeah, this is it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. No, yeah. no, I don't think so. Yeah. But I, I noticed when we're going to talk about the edible, because that's like what we got to talk about, um, mm -hmm. just like in the book, because obviously it's like she discovered weed or just heard people talk about weed. Yeah. And she's like, oh, this is, <laughs> this is now legal. You can put it in cookies? <laughs> you can eat it now? <laughs> you know that like her daughter came home from college and was like, Oh, like these are my edibles. And Cecily was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Oh. You know, that it was her, it was her stone daughter and her daughter's like, mom, just look outside. Your book is there. <laughs> Ooh. And just keep going. I go, open the door, yeah. open the go door. Go to Kane. Go to the Just walk. <laughs> just go. Go into the sea, Cecily. Go. Go. <laughs> oh man what if she just wrote this entire thing while having her kids weed brownie like she did she just yeah. like accidentally took it or she was dared or she got a little bit yeah. too drunk you know she had like oh two bottles of wine that night and mm. then fucking took the pot brownie and then just like cobble hill was born yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have to believe that because nothing else makes sense there's no other way this nothing, book could've, nothing could've makes sense well that's why i love it um even though it's terrible but that's the that's the that's the weed talking in me now i'm just like oh <laughs> when i started saying like i really like elizabeth and tupper that's when i realized i was like that's not really true <laughs> like you're just happy uh you're not like these people who might be doing weed wrong don't do weed wrong, guys. <laughs> Aaron, okay, that's a good. Do a, P, a PSA for us, Aaron. How not, how not to do weed wrong? <laughs> not to do weed wrong? Yeah, do you well, have one? I, no, I, I just don't do it in front of your children. You know, no one wants to see you like that, all right? Especially after like 10 years of being in bed and not doing weed, it's going to get you fucked up, all right? She could barely and then also yeah. for like, yeah, like, here's the thing. Greg wants to see his hot wife peaches stone drunk cooking rabbit. Liam doesn't want to come home to that. And Greg doesn't even really want to either because he's <laughs> never invited. Why, Greg probably would love to have an edible with his wife and yeah. you know, cook rabbit. But no, peaches doesn't talk to him at all. He does barely like who's who the fuck's Greg? I don't know. She does. He has really bad tinnitus. He does have tinnitus. Piccolo. Yeah. He's the tortured artist. Like imagine someone who, you know, sound is his life. But he has tinnitus. The, the music waves, the waves, man, the waves that. that In a way, that, that he's, he's like the most complex character because, like, he is this tortured artist who like loves music but can't listen to it because of his tinnitus. Right, but, but God, he and he's the fucking hero. He's the one who saves Ted, and, mm -hmm. and he still keeps his wife, I guess, and he gets a fucking top album with uh -huh. his hero. And he probably is the one who fucked Stewart at the end of this book. It wasn't Peaches. <laughs> I think that's the thing. Stuart and Greg have an affair. Yeah, um, for sure. Because like Stuart's like, have you seen my son? He's like, no, but I want to make an album with you. Oh, I don't care where my son is. <laughs> Let him burn down the house. Yeah. I, I, I really like Stuart Little's revelation that seems to happen like apropos of nothing where he's like, 
oh, like Mandy's kind of fat, but like Peaches is kind of fat too. And I'm not married to her. So I guess I like Mandy better. <laughs> like that really seemed like his thought process. That was the most Mandy thing to think. It's like, that's oh, it's less work to like Mandy, you know? <laughs> yeah, Mandy's still kind of hot, but she's getting wave. What do you get there? Still married to her. But... Oh man. And hey, she, she's a plus size model now. They're both success. He, yeah. he now reunited with the band, which that I didn't like. I thought it should just be him and, and Greg. You I know, agree. Fuck, fuck the old band. Like I don't think old. it. I don't think it was enough to get the album going. I think they needed the three blind mice kid. It, it was a whole. It's a whole kid thing, you know. Oh, I wanted to ask you. Speaking of Stuart, um, what band in real mm. life do you think is most like blind mice? Aaron, I didn't even think about that. I wasn't like. It was just sad to see that's what happened to bands I used to yeah. love. So um, yeah. Like, like that there's are those, like I was trying to think, you know, like, cause a lot of the bands, you know, a lot of those musicians transition to other types of music and go into other bands. Like Stuart just gave up and his wife got fat and fake MS. <laughs> Awful. <laughs> yeah. If Aaron pitched the story, I'd be like, Aaron, you're too mean. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Andy be like not everyone's that bad Aaron but no honestly yeah. no my note would be me make it more mean that's the fucking thing <laughs> yeah. this isn't mean enough uh no like I can't what what band like I, I can't really think of Maya has a list I can tell yeah Maya's got a I, list. I don't have any ideas actually I'm also I think that the problem is like it's not clear what kind of genre of band this is because obviously you have these like couple bars that Stu like the really cringy ones that Stuart writes kind of like throughout the book um yeah. and I don't know if those are intended to be like wrapped or, or if those are just like song lyrics they kind of seem rappy I feel like maybe there's a part yeah. in the book where it's 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 told to you maybe explicitly that he's a rapper but I I don't really I don't really know so I have no concept of like well, what kind of music this is I, I think I, that those those lines are really intended for Cecily to say I can still write and even when I'm not writing I can think about writing and make up words in my head yes okay I so still have that power She's like, I know how to rhyme. All right. Yeah. I know how I'm, to do this. Yeah. I can write a fucking poem. I'm going to write a book that has yeah. another book in it. And it's going to have a fucking book of poetry. You could just put music to this. Just would play. You like me to, would you like me to read you one of the um, oh. couplets that Stuart wrote? I did. I enjoyed Stuart's rhymes. Oh, okay. hit, hit us with those Shakespearean couplets. Okay. This one is um, <clears throat> eat pot cookies. Now my brain's all sweaty. Staring at the nurse like she's Apple Brown Betty. <laughs> pretty good that's a good one yeah it's he's he's keeping his mind going man he's gotta like keep it working you know he's well, getting old yeah he for, he's he stopped listening to himself and writing these fucking things down you know i mean he's been taking great, care of a kid he, he's got like a little avatar next to him in ted dressed in his little skateboard shirts and i, I have another oh, one. Oh, please please um, read as nurse, many as you'd like <laughs> thank you um nurse from school comes by my crib tongue don't work i can't ad lib <laughs> okay who I, I asked a woman they just kissed to come to have dinner with their family why why don't you invite the whole family that doesn't make any sense at all that let's was, make yes. this situation as weird as possible for everyone like <laughs> i'm gonna randomly invite the school nurse here to have dinner with us yeah, not... I, <laughs> stupid fucking book Oh my God, Stuart. Oh, I love that maneuver. That was fucking, he did that on purpose. He's a fucking serial killer too. Oh man, what a weirdo. One more. Um, burn our shit and you're in stitches. Your cool trick pissed off my bitches. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
earlier in the book, he had like a whole thing about how he couldn't have bitches in, in his lyrics because it was like yeah. sort of inappropriate. And then he was like, but I couldn't use chicks either because that rhymes with dicks. And it was just like, yeah, it's even a worse problem. Yeah, like, well, it's like dicks, like you can say any of these things. I don't know who, like what are, like, I guess maybe he was always writing for children. I don't know. But I think there's also this idea that the only songs rhyme, like there's, they don't, it's not like there's lyrics that don't rhyme. It's like, that's in her head, Sicily's head. There's only rhyming. <laughs> yes. A song is that's never not rhyme. Work. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I don't have any ideas about what kind of band that this could be or what, like, amount All right, of let me, let me, yeah, let me hit you with possibilities and then you guys can tell me yeah. who it is. Wait till the end. I, I, I don't even know how many I actually believe in these, but I, I think I got a, a collection. All right, so Third Eye Blind, Fallout Boy, The Strokes, The Killers, Jimmy Eat World, My Chemical Romance, Blink 182. Weezer. Okay. So if I, the band that came to mind at first was Third Eye Blind for me. And then I was like, what if it's Eve Six? Ooh. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. But yeah. I like, I like some of yours. I don't really think, it, I don't think he's like a pop punk band guy. So I don't think like a My Chemical Romance really works. Okay. But like, I could see like a Weezer. Like they seem kind of like quirky and. I mean, you know. yeah, they're sort of all I could have gone with Blink. Yeah. 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 Blink has sort of that rappy thing a yeah. little bit to yeah. it. Um, mm -hmm. and, and I think there is pop punk that they mentioned in his influence. Yeah. Uh, and, and also Greg was sort of picking up on it too. And I felt like there was a through line there. Okay. Um, so, so I, but I think Third Eye Blind, if we're just assuming the least uh, leaps possible, just because it's like three blind mice, Third yeah. Eye Blind, it's just like, wow. Uh, so I think, I think that's the, that's the one that she envisioned. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I couldn't, I wasn't able to dumb myself down to get to that thought process for this book. Oh yeah, I can do it. You know, I can, <laughs> I can sing. I, I rise and sing to whatever yeah. it is. You know, the Blue Lagoon was fucking incredible. Uh, um, let me see. Oh, Megan Fox after gaining weight would be a great Mandy if she mm. wanted to. Ooh, something. yeah. That's sort of really like good. Huge thing to like, if she would actually win an award too. Like it would just happen. She'd get the MacArthur. <laughs> <laughs> just give it to Megan Fox. Hey, okay. I also have to say, I feel like the logistics of how they caught the playground on fire didn't really make sense. Like you poured vodka down a metal slide and then you lit it on fire. And then someone, like, I feel like it would have, the flame would have already gone out by the time that one of the guys like slid down the slide. You know what I mean? Like, it just doesn't, I don't think that that's like how fire works. I don't know. Um, I don't, no, I, I I don't think she yeah. went to her local fire station and asked anybody to how fire works. Like, I don't think she really researched a lot. Oh, you know what we haven't talked about yet is the dead person. I in was going oh, yeah. <laughs> to say, oh yeah. Who, like, I'm going to write a true crime book in my I other book. Yeah, it's another layer here into this yeah. fucking onion. It's a layer that never gets like, there's no like ending to it, right? Like, there's one point where Wendy drives a U-Haul out to Staten yeah. Island to pick up fireworks. Mm -hmm. And I was like, is the guy who she's buying fireworks from the guy who dis dismembered the woman in like the East River? That's like, I, I don't know. No, no were, not at all. It they were playing with that, but then it was sort of, again, there's no consequences. Had no connecting to anything. No, he didn't even have nothing. to pay for the fireworks. He just gave her a bucket. Yeah. Like he was just like, oh, we have fireworks here. All right. I'm not going to kill you. <laughs> that was That's literally end. what happened. 
okay, this is it. That was the AI. That was the AI character. That was like the Westworld, like fucking world being like, oh no, sorry, this is the boundary. That was the WandaVision? That yeah, was the- that was the WandaVision fucking layer. That's what it is. Yeah, it's just like, he's just like, oh, you, you, I will give you what you want. Okay, fireworks. Bye, don't tell anyone. Uh- yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh I think you're I th- too far from Cobble Hill. You're too far from Cobble Hill. Turn, turn around. Turn around. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she leaned into like the, the clippings from like the Gothamist like style website, like really heavily in the first like 60 pages of the book. And then it stopped. Like there was no more. Like the I, that's her work ethic. About it. <laughs> no, her work ethic. That's her work ethic. That's her work. I mean, she can't, she can't finish a job. So like, <laughs> You know, that's like, and she probably like, you know, Wendy wanted to be a writer too, but she never could finish a story or anything. She can't finish reading a book. (laughs) She's never read her books either, you know? Yeah, Yeah, that was probably the last point I wanted to bring up was was the fact that that person died in a really gruesome way. And then we never hear anything else about it. Well, like, yeah, I thought maybe there'd be a murder mystery. Like one of these people was the murderer. And I mean, yeah. Tupper seemed very obviously the choice at the beginning, but then he yeah. just, what in a, we- in a weird way, then they just start putting fake bodies as a, the hunt, as an art thing, just uh, just to sort of like, I guess it was a reference to a real murder, which seems very fucked up mm-hmm. um, or, you know, but like- Yeah, it's like New York. But yeah, like why didn't we get a murderer in here or someone murdered? That would be another great thing. And that also could have happened within the fire if, we're, if we weren't burning down the entire thing. It was a just nice a person. slice of life of Brooklynites. Um, normal people it, living in Brooklyn. Yeah, it was normal. it was a midlife cri- it was a millennial midlife crisis. That's all this was, you know. <laughs> I a think, slice I of th- life. And you know? and it sort of had a little saffron end where it's I think it's sort of the idea that we're all we're all just one fucked up family. No, there I don't there was no end. There was no end. That's and true. I, it never I, ends. I think this is what happened. There were so many things that just never went anywhere. And I think, I feel like Cecily finally decided to become a writer. So she was reading about writing and she read about like Chekhov's gun. And she's like, no, I'm going to leave the gun on the mantle the whole time. It's not, I'm not doing it. Not doing it. (laughs) Nothing's going to get finished. We're leaving it all in there. I don't want to write a hundred more pages. Let the reader think about it, figure it out for themselves. I'm going to make money in the HBO adaptation. There's 12 guns on the mantle and none of them. (laughs) None of them will be even touched or anything. They'll just, there's a gun there. Oh yeah, there's a gun there. I'm going to mess with the program. This is it. It's different now for a different formula. What if she, you know, like talk some bullshit about this Mars book, all right? In the meeting, in a pitch meeting, her her editors, her agents are like, Cecily, Jesus Christ, it's time. You know, we need, we need your voice. We need you out here. Come on, come, come. And okay. And she's like, she just keeps having these ideas about the fucking Mars book. All right. And she's just like, this isn't what the audience wants. I'm not, I don't write about Mars. I don't give a shit. So, but she, she fucking, she follows it. All right. And then she's going into that. And then I'm slightly losing my thread. The, the red velvet cookie is, is taking over. But I think, (laughs) I think what happens is she really has that. And then she, she basically wants a Trojan horse in. I think that's the story she actually wanted to tell. She actually wanted to write a book about Mars. That's the actual writer or artist in her, but she she did it half-assed. She threw it in because yeah. she wanted to, she just couldn't do it. She didn't think she could do it. She's not that writer. She just writes uh, trash, you know? And so she, she did that. Yeah, she the, wanted to write a book on Mars. She wanted to write a true crime story and she couldn't finish them. And she just cobbled them all up into Cobble, cobble Hill, put them together. Cobble. Yeah. Oh, 
Cobble them all up. No. <laughs> she got it. all she got like all her shitty stories that she never finished from college and put it all in one book. She's a fucking genius, Aaron. Wow. Oh man. You know how good she sleeps right now? Oh shit. on a bed of money. It's great. Oh my god. She sleeps so, so well. So good. Yeah. Oh yeah. fuck. And you know what's watching over her? The macaw. It is watching <laughs> <Yeah>. over her. <laughs> We're all watching over her. Oh my god. Uh, the other, the only other solution is she actually was really close to writing maybe a version of this, but her kid burned the manuscript like maybe a week before the deadline. And it was the last deadline she was ever going to get because they're just like, fucking Cecily, you've had 10 years. So she just, she just did it in a week. She just wrote it, sent it. And they were just all like, don't read it. Like Aaron said, and just put it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just put it uh, out, yeah. Because everyone's yeah. Wendy at, you know, fucking flirt around. Yeah, he just signed it like an elf and there's no two pages in the back. Just sign, just let go, let go to the print name. <laughs> Someone write the acknowledgements. I don't know. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, say something political. They'll love it. <laughs> oh, man, I'm proud of myself. Oh, yeah, Cecily, you're a hero. You did it. You got us to do this. Um, do we have any final thoughts? Do not yeah. read this book. Yeah, <laughs> you don't need to. We did it. You did it, to. guys. This is the Just audio. Wait book. for the HBO Max adaptation. Just yeah. wait for it. Yeah. Yes, coming. Uh, let's see, twenty twenty four. Okay, right. I like. Yeah, it. we'll like do it. it. We'll be there. We'll come, yeah, we'll come back. We'll come back. <laughs> well, well, it never ends. We will actually just have been staying here waiting for someone to get to this point in the fucking matrix. <laughs> be like, wait, what's beyond yeah, Cobble Hill? It's too far. Yeah. And then, turn around. Too turn far. around. Uh, <laughs> Maya. You're my favorite person. Aaron, you're my favorite person. We got to just say this. Thank you so much for bringing us here, Maya. You you manifested it. <laughs> However, Thank you for having me. Are you really Cecily Von Ziegasar? Take off I, the mask. <laughs> XOXO, Gossip yeah. Girl. <laughs> ah! It's like a Scooby-Doo episode. That would be amazing. Yes, it's all, everything is just a Scooby-Doo. There's always kids. someone in a mask. Those damn gossip guys. <laughs> oh, those damn <laughs> Those meddling gossip guys. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, it's a cartoon. <laughs> um, Maya, where? Well, uh, thank you so much uh, for coming on to the show for uh, for bringing us to Cobble Hill for only just a moment, and then we have to return to reality. It's around the corner. It's right around the corner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Got to go to the butcher shop. <laughs> uh, um, but Maya, uh, yeah, thanks. Uh, where can the people find you out in this? Uh, hopefully not on Cobble Hill, but I know you live close. <laughs> <laughs> Not in Cobble Hill. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm on Twitter at M-E Kossoff, K-O-S-O-F-F. And I'm on Instagram at the same handle. Aaron, where can the people find us? Uh, the people can find us at Gossip Guys Pod, and that's Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, you can email us at gossipguyspodcast at gmail.com. Rate, subscribe, find us everywhere you get your podcast. You can find me at the worst. That is the W R S S T. And as always, I am lurking everywhere. Andy, <laughs> where can they find you? Uh, they can find me at, at Wandering Green at Twitter and Instagram. And uh, yeah, I'm going to go discover a new color, guys. It's happening. <laughs> XOXO. Gossip guys. Go to the end. <laughs>